2023. My name is Jaron Jackson of Do Love America. It is Granddad's birthday, but he went to heaven in 2014, so he doesn't have to celebrate. But for me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Let's go ahead and put the uh, the thing up. I haven't been putting... Where is it? Oh, there it is. It's it's underneath this. There we go. Hey, um, Proverbs 5, chapter... Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21 through 23. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. And he, God, pondereth all of his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. I want to talk about the fact that we need to pay attention to what God says, and that will keep us out of folly, so that we don't get bound by the cords of our own sins. God sees what we do, he weighs what we do, he looks at what we do and matches it up with what the Bible says. I want to talk today about hammer time. There is a picture of President Trump holding, he truthed this, of him holding a gavel, the speaker's gavel. It's a meme of him holding the speaker's gavel and I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. But before I want to talk about that, I want to make sure that we all know that it is hammer time. You can't touch this. That's right. You can't, can't touch, touch this. And while we're listening to MC Hammer, you go ahead and switch your shopping from Amer- from the globalists to American manufacturing. This is the way that you can help me. Bless me. www.patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. I'm just going to keep MC Hammer going for a little bit. Because we need to know that it's hammer time. Take your money out of the globalists and put it into an American manufacturing company. Get direct products delivered right to your door. No harmful industrial chemicals. It's also a great way to bless me and my family and the work that I do here. Amen. President Trump. Mm. That's right. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll pause that uh, real fast. Go ahead, MC. Hold on. So we'll pause that. We will come back to that. We'll come back to that. President Trump did this picture. We already showed it. He did this picture. But I want to set this up. Because before President Trump came into politics, you had the people with the suits and the ties and the, well, we got to pass the legislation through the committee and we have to do the budget meetings and the stuff and the things with the things. No one understands the law. We're not reading the Bible. We don't understand our Constitution. And so we are now wrangled and governed by people who put on the presentation of, I'm a professional, and look at the legislation we've passed through the committee with the paragraph FC, blah, 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 blah. You can have godless commie district attorneys doing politically motivated prosecutions against the greatest president in the history of my time, amen, Letitia James. She gets thumped because she's a dunce. 80% of her stupid statutory-based prosecution, which is dumb, gets thrown out and she has the audacity to come out and say this. Commentary follows. Trump's comments were offensive. They were baseless. They were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were were comments that unfortunately fomented violence, comments that I would describe as race baiting, and comments unfortunately that appeals to the bottom of our humanity. This case was brought simply because it was a case where individuals have engaged in a pattern and practice of fraud. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. And so Mr. Trump is no longer here. The Donald Trump show is over. This was nothing more than a political stunt. I want to bring in... Yeah. She appealed to race. She's saying he's a bully. It's a travesty. You can literally hear her brain translate how she thinks into what she thinks is appropriate. And there's the point that I'm making today. The point that I'm making today is our system is full of frauds and phonies because people don't pay attention to God. And because we don't read the Bible, we don't know the Constitution, we don't know the fundamental law. And so now we've got a bunch of crap fake phonies doing stuff that ain't right and they're putting on the show and they think their show has to include no one is above the law and this sideshow he bullied me and he's race baiting quite frankly it's a travesty 
It's a mockery of our system. And she has the audacity to say this as the as the public servant who's responsible for prosecuting murderers in New York City. This godless commie is going to go back in time for something she doesn't have a right to, but she's going to dig up a bunch of stuff that don't make anything politically politically motivated to go after Trump. And then it hit me. When President Trump is doing the hammer pick, when he's putting up the speaker's gavel, when he's got this picture up here, you have to understand what he's doing. The dude is going to take the hammer to the system just like he's taking the hammer to everything else. Amen. And if to be uh, can't touch. Now, why does this matter? Why does this matter? It matters because this is what I, I believe. I believe God is using Donald John Trump to smash evil things, to smash idols. President Trump needs to bear fruit worthy of repentance. I don't think that he's a doctrinaire. I don't think that he reads his Bible on a daily basis, just like majority of Americans. Shamelessly, just like a majority of Christians probably don't read their Bible on a daily basis. So I'm not applying the lens of is Donald Trump uh, you know, a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. I don't know him personally. I've met him, but I don't know him personally. So I'm not going to judge. Well, I will judge based on what's presented, but I also know that what's presented is heavily doctored to bias people against Trump because of the effect that he's doing. He's having the effect of showing us how stupid the system that's governing us is. It's full of a bunch of frauds and phonies who will get elected and run for political orifice to get the job to go after their political opponents. Did you see her in her eyes? Let me replay the Letitia James bit. Whenever I replay this, hold on, hold Trump's on, hold on. Trump's comments on, were offensive. Stop, 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 stop. Look at her eyes. Look at her eyes and you can see this woman think. She is so stupid and she does not believe what she says. So much that you can literally see her brain tell her stuff. Listen, watch her eyes. She's going to be like, ar, 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 not computing what words do I use. Watch this. Baseless. They were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were were comments that unfortunately fomented violence. <laughs> comments that... <laughs> What does the boomers need to hear in order to hate Trump? She's a race-baiting communist who hates Jesus and is more than willing to use the system to persecute anybody that gets in her way politically. Donald Trump is that dude. She is the pawn, and she is being sacrificed by the godless commies to go directly at him. It don't make sense. It's unlawful. It's been thrown out, and despite the fact that the judge is a godless commie, these people can't stack up to Trump. Do you not see what's happening? The system is in folly. It's broken. And President Trump is a hammer. He's a hammer. He ain't a freaking surgical tool. So it only makes sense that whenever President Trump points out the gavel, give that man the freaking hammer so he can smash it. And what does that bring us to? What does President Trump with the gavel bring us to? This is what he wrote a couple days, or excuse me, the day after he wrote that. The day after he posted the gavel picture, this is what he wrote on True Social. Quote, I am running for president have a 62-point lead over Republicans, dang, and am, am up on crooked Joe Biden. That's, you know, if I can just be candid, crooked Joe Biden, you know, crooked Hillary. Come on, President Trump. You're slacking. You're slacking. Despite the Democrat Party's massive lawfare, which is true, Letitia James, weaponization, FBI, CIA, NSA, et al., and election interference, hello, J6, hello, um, you know, the stupid cheat machines, Help America Vote Act of 2002, uh, efforts by 4 to 11 points, but will do whatever is necessary to help with Speaker of the House selection process, British, short term until the final selection of a great Republican speaker is made, a speaker who will help a new but highly experienced president, me, make America great again. So he's not going to take it, but he certainly wants to play in the process. Question, what will that do? What does aforementioned President Trump being involved in the speaker selection do to the otherwise never been influenced by President Trump before system what does that do? That prevents, in my opinion, that prevents the 
the erudite loft that 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 prevents these politicians from making sausage the way that they've always been doing it he's getting up in their system he's getting up into their thinkings and so now whereas it's 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 normally the playbook is okay say conservative stuff get politically elected or get elected and then whenever you're elected elected go towards the donors shut your phone off to your volunteers and your voters and shut your uh, your phone off to your neighbors only go to the do- only go to the donors did you know that these congressmen have places where they go dial for dollars and they sit with a list that the GOP gives them and they fundraise. And based on your fundraising determines how much influence you have and depends on what your position is because that's literally party loyalty. You're raising money for the party and the more that you raise, the more influence you have. Despite the fact that all of these representatives are supposed to come from equal districts, some of them are more equal than others to throw out an Orwellian phrase. And as a result of this, the more that you participate in the preservation of the political power and the gaining of the money by calling people for dollars instead of legislating according to the Constitution or listening to the people who put you in office, what you do is you get power, privilege, and position based on the party. Do you think that President Trump will shake that up? Do you think that a system based on dialing for dollars to determine political influence in the body will be influenced in any capacity by the dude named Donald John Trump. This is, I believe, what God is using President Trump for, and I don't think that God's changed using President Trump as a hammer. I will tighten my shot group and say that President Trump is not the only one God is using. God is using all sorts of other things. And candidly, I believe President Trump is outside the body And I believe that God is using President Trump to shame the body. I believe that Christians should look at President Trump and his well-intention for the nation. They should look at his courage. They should look at his candor. They should look at the fact that he has resilience to withstand pressures all over the place. I think that we, the church, should be looking at that going, "That's, that's admirable. That's that's noteworthy. And he I, I don't think that, you know, um, I don't think that 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 President Trump can quote the Bible. I don't think it can walk you through the doctrine of salvation. But the dude has guts. He's got a backbone and he's willing to tell the truth. And that should ch- that should shame the church. And I that's exactly what I believe God's doing. I could be wrong. That's my read. I love President Trump. I'm biased against him. I'm on his team. I'll support him however I can. I will point out whenever he needs to get back to the scripture. I will say he's wrong on on, uh, homosexuality. He's wrong on the vaccine. He's wrong on abortion. He's wrong on all sorts of other things. But God is no doubt using him. And God is using Trump to shame the church. And the way that God is using Trump is to use Trump as a hammer to just smash stuff. And so anything Trump collides with, it's just collision, 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 collision. And that's why I just go back to it's hammer time. Can't touch this. Mm. Can't touch this. Yeah, yeah. Can't touch this. The reason why this is important, you have to understand. The reason why this is important is that if you don't smash the way that things go, you'll never have change. Already, whenever Speaker McCarthy is out, you have people complaining about the fact that, well, we're worried about the Ukraine money. This is political. Ukraine is, quote, freaking out as McCarthy chaos threatens USA. After the ousting of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, there is concern in Kiev that Ukraine has become a tool of domestic politics. Duh! What are you, stupid? Of course, it's, it's Politico, so they're godless commies and they hate Jesus. They need the gospel. Amen. Believe the gospel, death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So there are people that are looking at the ouster of McCarthy and they're now worried about the fact that Ukraine's not going to get their money. We'll get back to Julian Assange. And a video from uh, Iraq. We'll get, we'll get, we'll, I, will, I will reconnect this later here in the live stream. But you have to understand, with McCarthy out, things are changing. Gates is a mini Trump. He's, he's smashed. Gates himself is not perfect. I am not perfect. So if I ever come off as a moralistic preener, that's not my intent. I will, however, bring God's word as the standard to bear. So if you support homosexual marriage, I'm going to bring the Bible and say you're wrong and God d- disagrees with you. 
which means you should repent so you don't go to hell. Amen. But Gates got rid of McCarthy, him and everybody else that voted against McCarthy. And so now the system is in disarray because the system has to change the way that it's been doing. It's never been done before to remove a speaker that quick, motion to vacate. That's never been done. And because it's never been done, the well-practiced, trained muscles of the godless commies in the system that they have, they had to put a pause on Congress for a week to figure out what the hell to do about the fact that they just lost the speaker. When common sense should dictate, why don't you just elect a new one and go about the people's business? Which brings me to the issue. The House of Representatives, the Congress, isn't doing the people's business. They've hoard themselves out. They're not doing what the Constitution says. And because they're not doing what the Constitution says, whenever you have any kind of influence that kind of gets you back to that originalism, it is kryptonite. It is lethal to the process, the procedures, and the institution because the institution is disobedient to the law. So any, any whiff, any just little whiff of truth, in this case, Gates motioning to vacate the chair shows that the speaker is not more important than any other member. Shows that there's equality there. It shows that every representative is the same and the speaker doesn't even have to be elected. Speaker could literally be anybody that they wanted to, which Trump could be that guy. But you've got Ukraine money that's at risk, but now just this morning, just this morning, and let me show you this. Let me show you how much full of crap these people are. This is UK Mail Online. They said, Biden administration waived 26 federal laws. We'll get back to that. To build border wall in South Texas due to, quote, acute and immediate need to stop migrant surge, leading Trump to gloat that he is, quote, always right. This article goes on. Now, listen to this. They call this law. 26 federal laws. They say, Biden sees our country being invaded. Trump told the outlet in an interview... What is he going to do about the 15 million people from prisons, from mental institutions, insane asylums, and terrorists that have already come into the country? A Trump campaign spokesperson said the DHS decision says that, quote, President Trump is always right. According to government data, about 245,000 illegal entries have been recorded in the Rio Grande Valley sector, which, in my opinion, begs the question what haven't been recorded, which includes Star County during the 2023 fiscal year through August. DHS will waive statutes. Excuse me. Do not let this miss you. Do not let this miss you. If you let this miss you, you are you are you are controlled. DHS, Department of Homeland Security, which is created by the Congress. So DHS will waive. So DHS has the ability to waive statutes. But hold on. Aren't statutes the law? Don't we have to all obey the law? How can we, as people made in God's image, not go against the law, but DHS right here can just waive the law? How is that possible? Including the Clean Air Act, Safe Drinking Water Act, and Endangered Species Act to make for construction, which will use funds from a congressional appropriation in 2019 for a border wall construction. How can DHS waive what is called the law? Give me your eyes. We don't understand the fundamental law, and I will prove it. I will show it to you right now. Listen to what they say. Listen. Listen. Star County's hilly ranch lands, sitting between Zapata and McAllen, Texas, is home to about 65,000 residents, sparsely populated, about 1,200 square miles, that form the lower part Rio Grande Valley National Wildlife Refuge. Although no maps were provided in the announcement. A previous map shared during gathering of public comments shows the piecemeal construction will add about 24 layers. Blah, blah, blah. What sector, or excuse me, what, um, what statute are they using? What statute are they using? These people are using Clean Air Act. Now, if I go to my screen, let me look at this. If I go to my screen, and I show you, this is my screen. Let me jihad this up. I just typed into Google right there. What title does Clean Air Act fall under? And it says, the Clean Air Act, like other laws enacted by Congress. <laughs> you see what it says right there? Was incorporated into the United States Code as Title 42, Chapter 85. Do you guys know what a non-positive law is? This is a list of non-positive laws. 
non-positive law titles are titles. What is in this? Title 42. Now we go down here and we look at positive law codification. Click this. Click. Let's go internet. If we go to this, look at this website. This is us.code.house.gov. This is a United States, uh, this is a .gov website. Office of the Law Revision Council. So this is an office full of attorneys. This is an office full of smart people who've been to law school, right? The term positive law has long established meaning in legal philosophy, but has a narrow meaning when referring to titles of the code. What did we just read? The Clean Air Act, like other laws enacted by Congress, was incorporated to the United States Code as Title 42, Section 85, or Chapter 85. Okay, so now we go back to, title, uh, to this. The code is divided into titles according to subject matter. Hmm, subject matter jurisdiction. Some are called positive law titles, and the rest are called non-positive law titles. Remember, Title 42 is non-positive law. How do we know that? We just saw the list, right? We just saw the list. The list is right here. Title 42 is a non-positive law, okay? Title 42 is a non-positive law. A positive law of the code itself is a federal statute. A non-positive law of the code, hold on, that's way too small for people, they can't read that. A positive law title is a code or a federal statute. A non-positive law title of the code is an editorial compilation of federal statutes. Ooh, an editorial compilation, so people can mess with it, people can edit it. If you're the editor of a newspaper article, you can change the article even though you didn't write the article, make sense? For example, Title 10, Armed Forces, is a positive law title because the title itself has been enacted by Congress, right? By contrast, by contrast, which means opposite, which means they're not the same. Title 42, well, hold on, where did we see Title 42? We saw Title 42 as a list of non-positive law right there, right? But we saw positive, but we saw Title 42 as the title that the Clean Air Act falls under. The Clean Air Act falls under what? Title 42. So if we go back to the ushouse.gov, by contrast, which means opposite, Title 42, the public health and welfare, is non-positive law. Title 42 is comprised of many individually enacted federal statutes, such as the Public Health Service Act and the Social Security Act, ooh, that have been editorially compiled and organized into the title, but the title itself has not been enacted. These guys are lying to you! When the government, look at this, when the government says that the government is waiving the law, when this stupid article says Biden sees our countries being invaded, blah, 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 and is going to waive these, uh, look at this, DHS at the top. DHS will waive statutes. How can you waive statutes? It's simple. The way that you waive statutes is that the statutes aren't actually enacted. They're not actually law. <laughs> They're freaking lying to you. The distinction is legally significant. Non-positive laws are prima facie evidence of the law, but positive law titles constitute legal evidence of the law in all state and federal or state and federal state courts. So that means non-positive law titles are prima facie evidence. What does that mean? Having on one hand non-positive law titles as prima facie, which means first face, first look. When you look at it, it first looks like a law, but the government can actually just waive it. They can look, the government can look at these stupid statutes and say, you know what? Eh, we're not going to do it anymore. We're not going to do it anymore. We're, we're just going to waive the law. Does that not make sense to you? How can they do that? And on the other hand, positive law title are legal evidence of the law. Means that both types of titles contain statutory text that can be presented to a federal or state court as evidence of the warding of the law. The difference between prima facie and legal is a matter of authoritativeness. These godless commies are waiving the Clean Air Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act, and the Endangered Species Act. What does that tell you? It tells you that they're not freaking laws. So whenever people are losing liberties and properties and people are being put into prison and things are going against them by the federal government, the federal government can literally just say, hmm, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do that anymore. Now, how can they do that? It's because it's not the freaking law. It's a matter of authoritativeness. They don't have the authority. 
Statutory text appearing in non-positive law, which is the Clean Air Act, the Clean Air Act, Title 42, Title 42 is non-positive. This statutory text appearing in non-positive law may be, may be rebutted show, by showing the wording in the underlying statute is different, which means that there's a difference between the editorial compilation, the editorial compi compilation, the editorial compilation of non-positive law statutes is going to, could be different than the actual statute that the freaking Congress passes. So the question is, what's the original statute of the Clean Air Act? Well, I'm glad that you asked. This is why we, this is why we research. This is your original air, uh, Clean Air Act right here. Your original Clean Air Act is Public Law 88206. It was passed in December 17, 1963, right after JFK was killed. Look at that. Clean Air Act, right? So what's the purpose of this act? To improve, strengthen, and accelerate programs, not even law. The Clean Air Act is not even about law. It's about programs, which means the government's going to contract with people for terms and conditions because the government can't tell people what to do. They're giving you money by putting you in a contract with them. And whenever you get in the contract with them and they give you money, they can tell you what to do, but they then present it to people and they call it the freaking law. Which is why whenever they come up and they say, you know what, we're just going to waive the Clean Air Act real fast. How are you going to clean, waive the Clean Air Act? Well, because, you know, according to our stupid statutes, the Clean Air Act is under Title 42. And Title 42 is a non-positive law code where the underlying statute may be different. What's the underlying statute of the Clean Air Act? How about the exact freaking statute that brings the Clean Air Act into existence? And then it says to improve, strengthen, accelerate programs for the prevention and abatement of air pollution. Where does Congress have the authority to regulate the air? Where do they have that authority? Where do they get it from? And you can go read that all the way down, all the way down at the very bottom. This is where they always hide it. They're always going to hide at the very bottom. Section 10, except, which means outside. Whenever you read except, think Heisman Trophy. Except is provided in subsection B of this section, which is this right here. This act shall not be construed as superseding or limiting the authority and responsibilities under any of the provision of law of the secretary or any federal officer, department, or agency. This act doesn't have any authority to supersede or limit anything in the federal government, department, agency, or otherwise. Why is that? Because they don't have the authority to do it. Show me the Constitution where the federal government has the ability to regulate the air. Show me. Show me, show me the authority, show me the grant. And because of this, you go back to President Trump with his gavel. Go back to President Trump with his gavel. What do you think President Trump would do to an institution that is full of a bunch of people with suits in DC, in air conditioning, with their ties, talking about the committees and the legislation with the committee and the subcommittee with the paragraph two and the lobbyists and the, well, this is not the procedure and the, the dude will smash it. You can't touch this. Yeah. Uh-uh. He will smash it. You can't touch this. He will smash it. That's right. He's gonna smash it. Why is he gonna smash it? Uh, so hard. Makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me with the mind to rhyme and two black feet. Feels good. Yeah, that's right. It does feel good. This dude is gonna smash stuff. So no, I don't think he's gonna be speaker. But imagine if he was. <laughs> these these guys, commies, man. These people, these people thought that they could rule over us and that we would never read. <laughs> they, they are banking on the fact that you are going to take your Bibles and say, you know what? We don't care. We don't care. We're just going to chuck God's word out. Because if you chuck the Bible out, you're going to chuck the Constitution out. You're going to chuck out any kind of due diligence or reading what people say. And if you don't read what's written, you don't know what people are doing and why. And so if the stupid law says that this is even law and that you can rebut it, which means you can argue it, you can argue it. You can go to the federal government and you can tell the federal government, hey, y'all guys are using stupid statutes that doesn't even exist. And whenever you come to them, 
whenever I go back up to this, whenever you come to them and you show them, you show them, you show them this, you show them this is the original legislation. This is the original legislation of the Clean Air Act. This is its creation right here. Did the original legislation of the Clean Air Act cap emissions for CO2? No, because it can't. It can't cap emissions for CO2. Well, then why the hell is it doing that? How is it doing that? Well, do you want, do you want to, let's show this again. Let's show it again. What else are you waving? What else are you waving, Biden? What else are you waving? You're waving the Endangered Species Act. Okay, all right, so let's go to the Endangered Species Act, shall we? You want to go to the Endangered Species Act real fast, just real fast? Let's just go and hold on. Let me let me. I'll just show you in real time because I I don't know. Endangered. Hold on. <laughs> Let's do this. Endangered Species Act. And look at this. They tell us. Okay, it's 1973. But do I believe that? Do I believe that? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't believe that. Let's go original. Oh, look at that. The original is 1969. All right. So let's. <laughs> these guys are freaking liars. So if we go to the original, uh, what was it? Uh, Species Act of 1969. Let's go to uh, 1969. 1969. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Providing better protection. That's right. And see, guys, I already know the answer because I've I've already kind of done stuff on this. But let, let, let's just do this. Let's just do this. What uh, what title does the Endangered Species Act? fall under endangered species act where are you at where are you at it's it well normally it doesn't it normally says let's say what federal title what federal what federal title maybe that'll answer uh uh no 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 that's section seven but like what what federal code let's just look at this this is real time folks 16, 16 USC. Let's go back. I bet you. Hold on. <laughs> the Endangered Species Act, 16 USC. I bet you a million dollars that 16 is on the non positive law. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's on the non positive law. Look at that non positive law title. 16. What does the Endangered Species Act follow? 16 which tells you what's that tell you that tells you that tells you these people are lying they're lying to you so when the government says we're gonna waive the stupid statutes of the clean air act safe drinking water act and endangered species act they ain't even freaking laws they're lying to you these these godless commies these liars this is how they do it this is exactly how they do it now i want to get to something I want to get to this guy named Chip Roy. This guy out of Texas. First of all, he's not from Texas. He was born in Maryland. He was raised and he went to school on the East Coast. He was Ted Cruz's chief of staff. But Ted, but Chip Roy went on Steve Dace's show last night. And this, well, I'll just, I'll just watch. This is Steve Dace, a uh, uh, conservative Christian talk radio guy, and Chip Roy. We will comment after. But understand, understand, understand what I just showed you. I just showed you using the federal government's own stuff that these people, the, the, the Biden White House is waiving statutes. And some of the statutes he's waiving is the Clean Air Act and the Endangered Species Act. Those acts fall under non-positive law titles that aren't actually laws. And if you can find the original legislation to rebut their current uh, editorial compilation, you can tell the federal government to go pound sand. And so then whenever we went to the original Clean Air Act, and if we, if we wanted to go to the original Endangered Species Act, I, I would show you where that comes from. But if you go to the original acts, you will see that they do not actually make laws. They create programs, money. They create programs and money. And then the government gives people money and then creates terms and conditions in those programs that people have to obey in order to keep getting money. So if the government is not really actually making law, they're just really paying people, then once people get on the, on the hook of the federal government, we no longer have government. What we have is a series of contracts, programs. And so when people say that they go do work up in D.C., they don't actually know their stupid job. They don't actually know stuff. And what Chip Roy is about to do, he's about to grandstand 
on the Constitution going, I'm fighting for limited government fiscal conservatism. Watch this. Honestly, I'm losing interest, just collectively. And I'm about to just get to a nunnery and just, you know, go full on Billy Graham. And you all figure, I don't care. I, I am reaching the point. I'm paid to care. I don't care. It, it's getting harder to make me care. This is a joke. It's rudderless. And it seems as if we want to sell each other talking points that actually produce any form of substantive victory whatsoever. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I mean, you talked about a circle of uh, your, your description of uh, pleasure. Um, I, I know what you're doing there. Uh, I would also argue that, uh, you know, some of our brothers and sisters, particularly in the, um, you know, uh, MAGA camp, I think, uh, particularly enjoy the circular firing squad. You want to come at me and call me a rhino? You can kiss my ass. Look, I've spent a lifetime fighting for limited government conservatism. I have laid it all on the line. I've not seen my family but for two days in the last 30 days. You go around talking your big game and you thumping your chest on Twitter. Yeah, come to my office and come have a debate, mother. You know why? Because I'm standing up for this country every single day. And Steve, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go to a nunnery. Because there were people who were buried over in Normandy who deserve us to stand up for what they fought for. So that's what I'm going to do. And all of you out there who are out there saying what you're saying out on social media, you stick it. I'm going to go down to the floor and do my job, and I'm going to stand up for the people who fought for this country. And I'm going to do it the way I think is right for the people that I represent. That's what I think. Okay. Thanks for telling us the truth. A couple different ideas. Steve Dace loves the Lord, Christian. He's in a job where he says he's get paid to care, and he doesn't care. What does that suggest to you about conservative punditry? What does that suggest to you about how they do stuff? And then whenever you recognize... When Steve Day says substantive victory, when are they going to, they're just giving us talking points and not substantive victory. Um, has any other podcaster that you've ever watched laid out, except for my teacher, Dave Jose, <laughs> except for Dave Jose, has, Dave isn't a podcaster, he just teaches from time to time. But anybody, day in, day out, with a normal scheduled podcast, live stream, commentary show, do they ever walk you through what the basics of the law are so that you see in real time, real time issues where the administration is waiving 26 laws, they tell you what they're waiving, and then someone goes through the law and shows you exactly what they're doing and the back behind it? Or do they just give you their stupid opinion? Because if all you're doing is supporting people with promo codes who give you opinion and not specifics, then you are part of the problem. You're contributing to bad knowledge. You're reinforcing the fact that everyone's got something to complain about. And if you've got something to complain about, I'm just going to reinforce this dude with the promo code so I go get the pillow from the guy who's just complaining about stuff. How about we talk about what the real law is? How about we speak about what the real law is? So you've got Steve Dace who's complaining about, well, you know, I'm syndicated and I've got a big reach and all that. All I have to do is sit behind a microphone and talk. Unlike my ancestors who actually had to go get their rears out in the farm field and go hoe and till and harvest and work and sweat and toil. I have to sit behind this microphone and talk. It's so hard and I don't care. Does that just come off wrong? I'm sorry. There's people that have to go punch the nine to five. There's people that got to wear uniforms. They got to wear masks. They're in positions where they are, are, are providing for their families at the behest of godless commies that are be going to be deferential to the idolaters. So whenever I look at what I do, I'm blessed to do what I do. God bless. And if you want to support me, patreon.com slash Jaren. There's other links in the description below. Thank you very much. But I recognize that what I do is a privilege and what I do is a blessing by God and God works with the many people who bless me to be able to, for me to do this. I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. I'm not going to look at the people that are supporting me and go, you guys don't understand how hard I have it. Well, you might not understand how hard I have it, but that's not my position to presume that I have it harder than you. My dad died a vicious death, but there's people dealing with drug addiction. There's people who have lost their kids. There's people that are hurting constantly. I'm not going to presume I know better than you what pain is. You kidding me? 
So for Steve Dace to say, well, I get paid to care, but I don't care. Then quit your freaking job, bro. But then we go to Chip Roy, and he's like, well, you know, well, these if these people want to call me a rhino, come at me. It's like, dude, you get triggered by getting called a rhino? Maybe, you know, you should be called an anti-Semite. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have some death threats brought to your wife's work. <laughs> these people are paper tigers. But then the part that gets me. Is that he's going to grandstand. I've been a lifelong limited government conservative. Dude, did you even know about freaking non-positive law? Did you even know that whenever the Biden administration just waves federal statute, does that not just perk your ears up? Do you not just be like, wait, what? How can you guys just wave the statute? What the hell kind of law do we have around this place? Do we have a constitutional republic? Do we Do we got a constitution? Do we got a constitution? Are we doing something? What, what are we doing? Whimsical time? Fancy time? We're just doing whatever we want? What's the law, bro? I've been a lifelong conservative. Yeah, but your lifelong conservatism sucks because the nation's dying. Maybe your brain sucks and you need to investigate what the foundations are. Well, Jaron, Chip Roy's a Christian man, no doubt. I'm not doubting his faith, nor Steve Dace. I believe they love the Lord. I just think that they're stupid. I just think that their brains aren't helping them. Because they get mad whenever they get called rhinos. They get mad that President Trump's followers are so committed to President Trump because President Trump's followers aren't looking at President Trump as the icon of moral bastion. But it's the fact that the people who are against Trump think and hate the fact that, well, you like Trump, but he's been divorced and he supports homosexuality. How can you say that you're a conservative and support this guy? Because that dude is crushing the freaking system. That's why. Because I identify the idolatry of the giant and the idol is what's keeping all of us under oppression. And while he's wrong on the vaccine, he's wrong on homosexuality, he's wrong on a lot of stuff, he is absolutely dead set right on crushing this idol. He's absolutely right. And while President Trump is used by God to crush that idol, God can use me and everybody else who actually follows him to read the Bible. And while we read the Bible, we can get back to what God wants to do while God is also using Trump to take all these slings and arrows from the deep state. So while the idol is fighting another uh, idolater, Trump, Trump can go against that guy by God while the church is simultaneously living local and building capacity and learning how the, how the law works and defending itself, educating our kids, having more kids, getting ourselves out of the public into the private, we can be doing those things while Trump is being is smashing other things. Two things at once. <laughs> and so here comes Chip Roy and he's like, my, my conservative bona fides, I was the chief of staff of Ted Cruz. He didn't say that, but he was. I was the chief of staff of Ted Cruz. I was a limited government conservative. Yeah, but you guys suck. You haven't done jack. The country's dying. Marriage is destroyed. Homosexuality is rampant. There's men in dresses twerking in front of kids. And you want to say that you're a limited government conservative? $33 trillion in debt, bro. You just voted for Ukraine money. You're a moron. And you're going to grandstand because someone called you a rhino? <laughs> I'm a limited government conservative. <laughs> do, 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 you, do you know the law? Do, do you know that whenever the border is wide open and the government is using Title 42, that Title 42 is a non-positive law and it's just editorially compiled? Did you know that Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution guarantees that the, that the federal government will protect the states from invasion and what's happening with the border is an invasion and you don't need a stupid statute to say we're being invaded. Let's put the military on the border, arrest people, deport people, shoot people if they're, being, if they're coming in the case. Did you know that? Well, well, we need a judge to say, do you need a judge to read the plain text of the Constitution that you swore an oath to? Did you not know what the Constitution said when you swore the oath? Or are you just now a coward now that I'm bringing it to you and I'm saying you have a responsibility to do something that gets you out of your comfort zone? <laughs> These godless commies, man. Let's go. Let's go. Where, where, where we at? Where we at? Yeah. 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 You know, you can you can support patriotswitch.com. 
He's got his commies, man. He's like we 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 have we have our our thinking is so stupid. PatriotSwitch.com, support me. Get your money that you spend out of the godless commies. Switch it over to an American manufacturing company. Vertically integrated products, which means they never go outside of any of the companies. They have no public debt, which means nobody like BlackRock can come in and like try to buy them out. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Be a blessing to me. I want to shift if I can. 2006. Julian Assange on October 4th released a video. I want to watch that video. You want to talk about it? Go ahead. All right, firing. Let me know when you gather. Watch you. Light them all up. Come on, fire. Hey, Roger. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. We need to move time now. Alright, we just engaged all eight individuals. Now we have two birds. We're still firing. Roger. Got him. Six is a two six. We're moving. We got this. Oh, sorry. I was on the bypass. God damn it, Kyle. Sorry. I hit him. I hit him. All right, you're clear. All right, I'm just trying to find targets again. Master six. This is Master two six. This video, WikiLeaks was created it was on the servers of the intelligence, the uh, Department of Intelligence um, stuff. Whistleblower put it, it was subsequently scrubbed. Now, as a teenager, I was born in 85, so in 2005, I was 20. So 2006, I was at West Point. And I'm seeing videos like this, and these videos pump me up. They make me want to go kill people. They make me want to go fight. They make me look at the superiority of America over other people. And because the subtext that I never questioned was such that everything America did overseas militarily was justified. I always thought it was always justified because I love America and America can't do wrong. Well, I joined the Army, went to West Point, graduated in 08, commissioned as an infantry officer, went to Ranger School, Airborne School, Air Assault School, did all the cool stuff. Deployed two times to combat as a leader of men in combat. Shot people, been blown up. I've lost soldiers in my command. We've killed people. I've run the gamut. I've been involved with the host nation security forces. I've looked at warlords in the face. I've had people threaten me and then put bombs on kids to come blow themselves up at me. I've been through all sorts of stuff. And it's videos like this that I saw as a teenager that motivated me, that with the 9-11 attacks, motivated me to go put my life in service to the nation. And it's now with wisdom by God that I recognize my nation is governed by an idol because people are letting not God dictate their thinking. On October 5th, 2010, so on this day, 13 years ago, I was deployed in Afghanistan. Two o'clock in the morning, five men were burying a bomb. We had thermal optics, and so we were able to see exactly what they were doing as though it was plain as day. The only colors would be black and white. The white light, white hot, and black everything else. We see them burying a bomb, and we go out, and we kill them. And we kill them because it's a legal target. They're putting in a bomb, and that's illegal, and that was a positive identification. So we smoked them. We killed them. Now... As Americans, we had to collect uh, the biometric data. One of the ways that we prosecuted searches and kind of did our own network analysis is we would take latent prints off of devices. So uh, if a bomb was found, we would render the, we would pick, um, we would we would see if we could collect any forensics, fingerprints, um, you know, certain cellular devices, serial numbers, whatever, anything that we could get, even even the. Even the component parts, the batteries, some batteries had blue bunnies and blue bunnies only came from, you know, uh, northern Afghanistan, right? Like you could look at the component parts, the wires even, even after a detonation, you would go up to where it detonated and collect the evidence to see if you could reverse engineer the device. And so part of that is the biometric data. 
And so if these guys were burying a bomb, maybe they had buried other bombs that we had found in other places. And so if you collect their biometrics, which is their irises of their eyes and their fingerprints, um, you could really start to build a biographical packet and database of who is connected. Because if dudes are burying in bombs, they might be connected through familial relations or banking records or whatever. And so if you've got people putting in a bomb, that's really kind of the user level uh, of the battlefield and you can reverse engineer the network and that's what we did. But in Islam, a kafir, which is a non-believer, um, um, you would know him better as an infidel, me, because I believe in Jesus because Islam is demonic, we could not touch the bodies. So anytime we killed people, um, Jaron would walk with his interpreter and a couple other people and we would go to the nearby houses with the Afghans that were on patrol with us and we would force a local Afghan to come collect the body because we couldn't deal with them. So we would kill people legally. You know, we'd shoot people, we'd do combat, kill people. And then whenever they're in the street, I, Jaron, is a 24-year-old man. I was 25 at the time. But 24, 25 years old, that first deployment, I would go get a local and say, hey, you're responsible for burying that body. And we would just leave the bodies in the street and we would just walk off. And so here, 2 o'clock in the morning, I have probably about 10 Afghans. We go up to somebody's house, 2 o'clock in the morning, a pound on the door. You can imagine, if you're the person living there, you got a foreigner voice pounding on the door. You know it's an American. You know it's military. You just heard a bunch of bullets and shouting and uh, guns going off because it's just right, you know, probably about a football field from your door. And I open, uh, the guy opens it up, and I was like, hey, you're coming with me. 2 o'clock in the morning, drag this guy and his, and his uh, adult son out of, out of the house. And as we're walking back, this video that you've got paused on the screen is kind of going through my head. Because that's exactly what we just We just got done smoking these dudes, and like they couldn't do anything about it. We crushed them. We killed them. We destroyed them because we are in charge. We are the United States military. And I'm 25, so I am peak physical condition, peak pride. I literally just killed men and defeated men in combat. I mean, it, you're talking about sitting on cloud freaking nine, earthly, demonic, prideful cloud nine. And I'm bragging to this guy. I'm bragging to this guy that we just killed these dudes. And when we got up to the bodies, I started white lighting. I had a flashlight, tack light on the end of my rifle and I started white lighting the bodies. And as we're doing this, you know, I go to the first one. Okay, this guy's dead. We shot him up. Um, we get to the last guy, 15-year-old kid. I white light the kid's body. The man starts crying, like just breaks down. And I'm like, dude, what's the what's this guy's problem? I look at my ter my interpreter, and I'm like, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Um, you know, Jory, like, what, what's what's up? And uh, singe, 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 Pablo. Like, what's up with this dude? What's up? And uh, he's like, that's his son. We killed these five guys. They were locals. And they were training children to do it. And one of the children, one of the teenagers, was this guy's son. And we killed him. And then I got him up at 2 o'clock in the morning, dragged him over there. As I'm tough talking and telling him how awesome we are, we white light the bodies. And the last one is his son. When people talk about war, when they speak about it flippantly... It just reminds me of days like that, October 5th, 2010. It reminds me of the time when I was using violence and lethal force to defeat my enemy. And then I've tough talked about it. I was prideful. I boasted. I showed off. I thought I was better than everybody. And I saw, and I believe by God's grace, I saw the violence that I had done, the evil that I had done, and God was gracious enough to afflict me with that emotionally so that I understand exactly how that works. I don't speak from a position of negligence. I don't speak from a position of um, bad knowledge. I understand perfectly what's involved in killing people and doing it and making, you know, having it make you feel good, doing it as a professional, doing it as a professional and for pleasure at some times. I know exactly what's involved with idolatry and power and force and I'm not going to go that way I'm following Christ I'm going to do what Christ wants me to do I'm going to do what the Bible says I'm going to prove all things hold fast that which is good 
Murder is a sin first and foremost against God. You are killing his image bearers, which is a sin against him before it is a sin against them. God will weigh your heart. And there's a lot of Christians today in the American church who have disconnected the need for action with some bad theology. If you have hate in your heart towards another man and you kill them, then that's murder. If, however, that other man is warranted through evil action and hurting other people, he's warranted force used against him to stop him or to kill him, that is not wrong. That is not murder. That is righteousness. And the danger here is that my just saying that is going to be construed as, well, Jaron's telling people to go kill people. That is not what I'm saying. If you say that, you're a moron and you're doing that purposefully recharacterizing my, my meaning. We are not weak and pathetic without the ability to do things. We are led like lambs to the slaughter all day long for Christ's glory if God wills that. But you can't tell me that if God gives you the right and the power to defend your family, to defend your home, to defend yourself, to defend your property, that it is God's will just to see you not do nothing about it? You are a moron. And the God you believe in as a fatalist is not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible gives talents to people for them to use and to multiply. Literally, the very first command, be fruitful and multiply. Use what God gives you to multiply for his glory. That doesn't mean I go around hunting people I disagree with. It doesn't mean I go around plotting or wargaming the destruction with violence and murder in my heart. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to live my life for him. Do all things, word and deed, to the glory of Jesus Christ. And if I find myself in a position providentially laid out by God in a, in a, in a situation where bad things, violent things happen, I need to know who I am in Christ and do things, whether they be violent or gracious or nonviolent or stern, to the glory of God. People will say, well, Jesus never killed anybody. Jesus put himself on the cross. And that act of love was a conquering, triumphal victory over all evils, powers, and principalities. Which absolutely shows that you can do things in ways the world doesn't consider. You also have to recognize Jesus wove the whip and then he cracked the whip. And he twice cleared the temple. Don't you think for a moment that wasn't physical? Don't you think for a moment that the social justice, liberal pastors, the seminarians today would consider that be violent and rude or racist? You're race baiting. You're bigoted. You're homophobic. No, Jesus was righteous. Cleansing the temple with a whip was both an act of justice and love. It included violence, but he didn't do it with hate. He did it for hate of evil, but he didn't do it with hate in his heart towards other people. We don't think like the Bible teaches. This day in 2010, October 5th, 2010, was, was a day that changed me. It was a day that changed me because it was a day that I killed people that deserved it. But after them deserving it and they got it, I gloated. I boasted. I, in my pride, was boasting how awesome I was. And what went from a legitimate, lawful, justified kill in combat, still is, turned in my heart towards murder. Because now I was gloating about it. Now I was boasting about it. Now I was bringing Jaren's base instincts and his preferences and what I wanted to the foreground. It was no longer about defending America. It was no longer about providing for your security, your benefit, or your protection. It was not about even fighting for or securing the people to my right or to my left. It was Jaren in charge of men in combat using violence in the enemy, triumphing over them 
them and then boasting about it to anybody who would hear. And God gave me the kid's father. And that right there, among other reasons, that right there is why I do what I do the way I do. I'm not against violence. I'm not against using lethal force. I used to be good at it. I used to be a professional. I got no hesitations on the trigger. None. But those proficiencies are now in submission to Christ. And Christ has not seen fit to put me in a trigger position. By God's grace, to his glory, he has seen to put me in a position where I speak about truth and love and encourage people to read what's written so that they can put words on paper, so that the truth expressed on paper can enter through the eyes of the people reading it, to wash, have God's wisdom wash over their brains, pierce and convict their hearts, and change behavior. So God had Jaron do violent stuff in order now for Jaron to do nonviolent stuff and by God's grace with more of a more of a disastrous calamitous destruction of the idol over our government today than of a, the broken bodies of the battlefield then and I want the total destruction that happened in Oct on October 5, 2010 to pale in comparison to the destruction, the smashing, the burning, the rending, the smithereening of the idols today. I want there to be no comparison. I want, I want the battlefield to be but an echo, a foreshock, a premonition of the destruction today by God for his glory. So whenever I talk about the laws, when I talk about the Constitution, when I talk about sending notice and affidavit, whenever I talk about these things, I'm not coming to this from a position of cowardice or complacency. I'm not even coming to this position as someone who's willing or who's averse to pulling the trigger. The tough talkers ain't got nothing on what I've done. And that was just one instance. I was there for two years, people. I'm coming at this as someone who loves Jesus, who loves my wife. I love my children. Lord willing, I want grandkids. I want a nation that is law-abiding. I want a nation that is righteous. I want a nation that does not stray from the word. Proverbs 5, 21 through 23. Listen to it now. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. He ponders our goings. His, man's, own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be beholden to the cords of his sins. Your ways will be known by God. God looks at your ways, and your sins will have the cords of sin that bind you. Your pride, your murder, your violence, the way that you handle the Bible, the way that you pursue Jesus or not pursue him. He shall die without instruction and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. When you get away from the Bible, you are great in your folly and you will go astray and you will be destroyed. I don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't even want that for my enemies. I want the wicked to repent and come to Jesus. And by God's grace, that's what we're doing. Folks, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most important thing in creation. It is, it, 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 that, is the, that is the truth that changes everything, that God works through everything, that God does everything. And that is Christ's death, burial, his resurrection. You believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins on the cross, that he was buried and three days later he physically rose from the grave. You believe that you're saved. When you believe that, you will do as he says. You will want to hear his voice. You will get better at hearing his voice. You will discipline yourself to hear his voice. It will sharpen your mind. It will give you better discernment. It will clarify things. 
because God is good and that's what he wants and what he wants he will get. And whenever he gets what he wants, he'll get more of what he wants because he'll just keep going. He'll just keep going. Christ is conquering. And Christ conquers Christ's way. Christ doesn't conquer your way. Christ doesn't conquer my way. He conquers his way. Believe the gospel, my friends. Appreciate your time. There's ways to help me. Bless me. Those links are in the description. I've said now four times the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren option. If you haven't tried it, if you're averse to it, give it a shot. No hassle. No cost to you. Quit any time. But if you see the globalists putting crap in their products, if you see companies going woke and using your money to push propaganda on kids then it's time to think about doing stuff differently. And one way to do things differently is patriotswitch.com slash Jared. American manufacturing, products delivered right to your door. You can quit anytime. It blesses my family. If you can provide and find these products locally, go for that. Live local. Live local is before patriotswitch.com slash Jared. Patriotswitch.com slash Jared is a way to bless me and the work that I do, help support me and what I do here. But if you can do all this stuff locally, amen. God bless. Go go, go do it locally. There's other links in the description. We've got more things coming. Please pray for the J6 stuff. Um, putting some work into it. This weekend, I'm still searching for my I'm still searching for my bit. I'm still searching for the thing because again, we want to be diligent. We want to prove all things. And I know that what I'm looking for exists. I just haven't found it. When I find it, we will do the J6 thing. So I haven't left it. I haven't forgotten it. It is actually the thing I think about the most. Um, and I believe that it is just God afflicting me, so I search him. I search his scriptures. I search him out. I, th- I, that, that's, that's, I believe that's what it is. And so I'm just going to keep doing it. Whenever he gives me what the resource is, then we'll do it. Amen. God bless. Anyway, I appreciate your time. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is what? Friday? Yep. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.